0: Hello everyone, thank you for listening to another weekly sit down. Stay tuned for the end where we're gonna play some original music by some artists that we like. If you have music that you want to be featured at the end, just email it over to weekly down at gmail.com. Thanks guys. My,
1: my eye, my for the party eye. In a time when a culture could die. If you take away the water, I precious bye bye Oh man, I, mahalo for the putty-eye. In a time when the people could cry.
0: I don't know if she's on the phone or not, but we have Tiffany Southworth back in the building. Modern day hippie. Maybe she can hear me right now, maybe she can't. It says we're connected, but I don't feel the connection. I don't hear anything, but I don't know. Maybe I'll talk for a little by myself. I don't know. It says we're on Skype. We're in. Should I end it? I'll just end it. Hello? 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 Yeah. Uh, hi. All right. That's a lot <laughs> I don't know better. what's
2: going on. Okay.
0: No, that's a lot. Could you hear me when I was just talking? I could. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't hear you.
2: <laughs> I know. I was like, I'll just let him keep going because there's <laughs> nothing I can do.
0: Yeah. I just hung up. All right. No, this is good now. We're fine okay. now. I don't know. Whatever okay. you did, it worked.
2: Uh, I didn't do anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs>
0: but cool. All right, cool. So I did a little intro, but we got Tiffany Southworth. Ta- Tiffany Southworth, right here yes. in the building. We are back. This is your second time on.
2: Yeah. A
0: lot's happened. It was like, like probably well, like eight months ago,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. A lot has happened in almost a year. Like, a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've noticed. I've been following you. I know what you're up to, basically.
2: <laughs> but... Yeah, I try to I try to keep everybody updated. It's, it's kind of hard. Not enough hours in the day, you know?
0: Are you happy with the growth? Are you, is your hippie supply growing?
2: It is. It is. Uh, I, you know, it's funny that you ask. because This week I've been feeling kind of stuck with it as i've changed i feel like that hippie supply is a representation of me and who i am and my journey and what i'm up to and what i'm doing what i'm interested in and as i kind of grow and expand that has to as well i can't stay stuck so january is an interesting time i'm kind of looking at the rest of the year ahead of me um reflecting on that and kind of where i'm at right now so I'm just sitting with it. I'm, I'm sitting with with where it's at, but there's also a few things kind of going on, and what I want to do. So, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: can, just letting can, it be. Can you talk about what else you're working on, or do you want to? Talk yeah,
2: about it? yeah. So, um, as you've seen, I'm in Kundalini Yoga teacher training right now, uh, and that has been a big focus of mine. Huge. So it's one weekend a month, and it's like right after my day job, Friday 6 to 9, then Saturday 8 to about 7, and then Sunday 8 to 4, but there's sadhana, which we can do as a group, so it's a daily spiritual practice, so that can be from 4 in the morning to 4 at night. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So do yeah. you want to explain, like, the, uh, in case people don't know, the difference between kundalini yoga and what's the other one?
3: Yeah, Vinyasa, I would love right?
2: to. Yeah, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are so many different types of yoga, like, um, uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, kundalini is really popular in L.A. right now. And it's expanding to New York, which, like, the fashion industry that's kind of how it happens, New York, LA, and then everywhere else. Um, so it's definitely growing. It's becoming more popular. It was brought to the States in the 1960s by Yogi Bhujan. And um, this this yoga is more of a spiritual practice. So it's a lot of breath work, mantra, meditation. And so it's, it's a really chill yoga
0: (laughs) like less poses a lot less poses than
2: a lot less poses you're you're um doing a lot of uh sitting it's a lot of sitting a lot of (laughs) just a lot of breath work a lot of sitting and gazing at your third eye and there are some poses like child's pose and Mm -hmm. downward dog i mean a few of those but not it's definitely not as active it's it's a yoga that everybody can do Mm
3: -hmm. and it's
2: really more of a spiritual practice so yogi bhajan he had brought it to um the states in the 1960s because all of these hippies were doing psychedelics and he can kind of see that we were going through a crazy time with the war and everything going on and Mm -hmm. so he was like hey hippies like you can get high in your own breath you don't Really need to be doing all these psychedelics, even though you know I I love the psychedelics. Mm. Um, so so do I. Yeah. So you really just get high on your own breath, and you get high on your own supply, and it's pretty amazing. Do it's, you
0: see see things, or it's like, is it the same as when you're meditating at home, though, or is it?
2: It's different because yeah. it's it's there. There are parts of it that are more active meditation, mm. so you'll be doing. Hand movements while you're chanting a mantra like Har, you'll just be saying H-A-R, Har, so over and over and over again for about 11 minutes. You can do it longer, but the minimum is usually 11.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that chant will bring spirit.
3: Well, what? Love
2: these. <clears throat> will bring you prosperity in your life. It oh. Necessarily mean like. Can happen in really weird ways. I've like had some crazy shit happen to me just by like doing kundalini yoga and a lot of other things, but, um, crazy, so it's shit. More of an crazy shit. I, well, so, okay. For example, it doesn't necessarily mean that like you're going to win the lottery or like someone's going to hand you a pile of money cause life just doesn't work that way. It's mm-hmm. more abstract than that. But I find that, um, people just randomly give me things. Like things I just wouldn't expect. So there was this company that I was working with. Um, I had bought a meditation cushion from them and I love them. I love their cushions because they're made of velvet and they have lavender inside. And it's all organic, mm-hmm. very bougie meditation cushion. And um, one day out of the blue, they, they messaged me and they're like, hey, we would love to send you another cushion and a t-shirt sure I was like wow that's <laughs> great and what was really cool about that is when I was picking out one that I bought from them I couldn't decide between these two colors and I was like wow, well, I wish I could get both but I can only get one use one from my training and then one to keep in front of my altar and then they messaged me and I actually ended up being able to get both of the ones that I wanted oh, um, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah just you like put little a poll things up. like that you put a poll on Instagram right which cushion should I get
2: Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody helped me pick out which one. Uh, yeah, so just like little things like that, where it life surprises you with abundance in these little interesting ways, and it's really fun. You just open yourself up because a lot of Kundalini yoga is about clearing your subconscious, getting rid of these old thought patterns, and it's scientifically proven that this that this is what it does. And these mantras are ancient, ancient thousands of year old mantras and I don't completely understand them when I'm chanting them, but these small words and these short mantras have such a deep impact on your subconscious mind.
0: Yeah. Do, do so, you, Is it always different mantras or it's always the same one? There's
2: different, there's different mantras with different hand gestures and different meditations and mm. some mantras are paired with the Kriya. So instead of saying like, Oh, we're about to do like a yoga set, we do a Kriya. So you tune in, with mantras um and then you tune out with mantra so tuning in kind of preps your subconscious and your body for going deep within mm. you do a kriya which is a set of exercises then you do a gong layout so there's sound healing to it so gong is a really big component of kundalini yoga Wow. and then after that you'll do the meditation and then you'll tune out so it really is it feels very ceremonial in a way
0: Every and, and you, uh, you're going every week, or you're you're doing a class every week.
2: I I do my practice every morning, so that's sadna, daily spiritual practice. <clears throat> and then uh, I do the yoga teacher training once a month. And then part of getting certified, we do about twenty classes in the nine nine month period. Additional, um, and then we also have to kind of do our or practice every day, every morning. So I'm meditating
0: all day. Yeah. A yeah. <laughs> <Many, laughs> couple times a day, probably.
2: couple times a day. And then we need to do five of the um, four o'clock in the morning classes.
0: Mm. Are, those, which I actually, are those tough for you?
2: Uh, the first one, yes. I've only done one of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really liked it. I really, really loved it because. They say to, like, actually change these patterns in your mind and and change things for yourself, you have to do something drastically different. So the kundalini yogis, how this kind of works, doing this 4 o'clock in the morning class, you're supposed to take a cold shower at 3 o'clock in the morning, basically before the class. And then you do the 4 o'clock class, which is two hours long. Wow. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, so someone at, it's I, funny you
0: mentioned the cold showers. Someone today mentioned uh challenged me to take cold showers for a week.
2: It feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. I feel yeah, like I and it moves energy.
0: Like, I would take like a minute shower. <laughs>
3: Jump out.
2: Yeah, and I've I've done it before I had even really gotten into the practice of Kundalini yoga. Mm-hmm. Um when I was kind of feeling like the stuck energy and I was like, Oh, I don't really know what to do. And so the shaman that I work with, he actually suggested taking a cold, I think it's like three seconds cold, three seconds hot, three seconds cold, three three seconds hot. So like kind of going back and forth, which is really kind of good for you anyways. They
1: like have that kind right? of
2: system going on. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that kundalini yogis are kind of doing this kind of thing too. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I got a gong.
3: <laughs> you in your <laughs> house. <a> gong.
2: <laughs> I have a gong in my house. Um, it's a 24-inch Venus gong. So they're planetary gongs. My teacher, I think he has a Jupiter gong. So they all have different healing properties. Venus, I got because it's connected to love and sensuality and abundance and self-confidence.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And... It's small enough to fit my apartment, so <laughs> that was one of the bigger reasons why I got this one. So, it just fits. Yeah, and I taught my first public class a few weeks ago, and I had about 27 people there, so it's pretty good.
0: Were you nervous at all?
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I was totally nervous. It's so, like teaching this kind of yoga it's it's so woo woo like it's it's woo woo for sure what's woo woo so (laughs) woo woo is like uh you know like into the metaphysics and astral worlds when you're talking about energy and different planets that are gongs and your third eye and astrology basically yeah astrology and you know there are kundalini yogis that have part of how they teach is they'll teach based off of like they'll do a different set kriya or meditation based off of where the planets are and that's like how they specialize in their practice because every yoga teacher has some flavor essence of who they are and they they bring that to their practice Mm -hmm. and how they teach so yeah everybody's kind of kind of got a different style so a lot of kundalini yoga is about energy and subconscious and expanding your consciousness and awakening and awakening your third eye and clearing your chakras and yeah so um, I was nervous but after certain like I think about after like the first five minutes because you can't really you shouldn't be practicing with the students because you want to watch and instruct and you know, okay, do this with your breathing or whatever.
3: Mm.
2: When you kind of have that space to watch others do their exercise and and kind of observe the class, you can kind of collect yourself, which is really nice. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I love it. It's, It's so much fun. And part of my mission is to help people awaken and expand their consciousness. I have enjoyed that for myself. And there's it's it's good for the world. It's good for the planet when people can become more awakened to their shit and how mm-hmm. beautiful they are and to these thought patterns that have held them back for so long. And that's what this yoga does.
0: And you've been practicing it for a while, right? You just now became a teacher.
2: Uh, I have a really interesting journey with kundalini yoga. Uh, I think I told you the last time we had talked, I went backpacking by myself a few years ago.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Now it's a few years ago, I guess. Um, And I was doing a work trade in about an hour from Berlin. And it was a holistic wellness center. And they offered kundalini yoga there. I didn't know what it was at the time. I took one class because it was kind of required. I was supposed to be there for three weeks. I only ended up being there for four days because I did not get along with the man that was running this holistic wellness center. Hmm. He and I were totally clashing.
3: Yeah.
2: And so I had done it once there. And then last year I was dating somebody and that was a super, super short relationship. And I was like, ah, oh, what's going on with my life? These random things kind of going on. I don't know how to process. And I was like, you know, I'm feeling a call to do Kundalini yoga. And so I ended up, taking a class in seattle there's only one studio here basically i did that class and i cried the first class and i also like so i cried which is really beautiful because there was some energy moving and it just felt really good and then i also like couldn't move my right arm for about three or four days after that at all it was really hard like i had a hard time driving
0: it hurt to move it or you just were like
2: paralyzed mm, no, it hurt to move it. Wow. I wasn't paralyzed. And so I talked to somebody about this because it's such an energetic practice. Sometimes when your body is moving and shifting energy in ways that it hasn't before, it it has like certain areas of body. So like my right arm, for whatever reason, was a little agitated. and But then I still wanted to practice. So I went to class and I was like, hey, I'm having issues. Anyways, it went away and it was totally fine. I've never experienced that again after that. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, so that was kind of strange. And then I was listening to podcasts, just totally different podcasts all over the board because I was commuting about an hour to and from my job at that time. And all of these podcasts that I was listening to had guests that were talking about kundalini yoga and having a kundalini awakening. And I was like, okay, you know, there's a common theme going on. I...
3: Were you
0: okay. planning, like looking for ones that had it in it, or did that just happened? Happen? No. Oh, it just went. It just like...
2: happened. Oh wow. Yeah, it just <laughs> happened. I know. That's so and weird. And it's really weird, but that's just kind of how the universe works sometimes. Yeah. And so I, around that time, I think that there were emails being sent from the studio about yoga teacher training, and I was kind of questioning if I should do it or not. Cause I hadn't been doing it that long, but I was feeling a strong pull to keep practicing. And so years and years ago, I wanted to get certified in yoga, but not like Bikram or Vinyasa or any of those more like posy yogas. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of what I liked about yoga was the spirituality, the messages that I would receive, the guidance that's really why, like,
0: that's why we that's like psychedelics why, too.
2: That is why I like psychedelics. Yeah, so the that, that um, just like it turned me off with how yoga has kind of become this like wear Lululemon and like get a nice ass and okay, that's great. But what yoga is traditionally for is a deeper connection with self. If you feel good in yourself, wearing your Lululemon pants and like maybe comparing yourself a little bit to the person next to you. Cause that's how, you mm-hmm. know, there's kind of a clickiness now with yeah. a lot of studios. Oh, yeah. Um, that's great. That's fine. If that works for you, but that wasn't working for me. And so I had stopped doing yoga for a really long time until I started doing Kundalini yoga. Oh. And so, yep. Was hearing all these messages from these podcasts and I just went for it. I signed up and, um, <clears throat> I signed up really early and then someone had sent me a YouTube, they knew that I had signed up and they had sent me a YouTube video just saying, Hey, if I don't know if you've seen this before, I heard about this, but a Kundalini awakening can be really dangerous. dangerous. And so dangerous. So basically the Kundalini energy is energy sitting at the base of your spine. So it's the energy of the big bang. And that can be released and it can go up through all of your chakras and release through your, your crown and you experience just complete bliss. Mm -hmm. And there are some people out there that have had a Kundalini awakening, Mm -hmm. but if your body isn't prepped or ready for it, it can get stuck at your crown, which is where it's leaving from exiting from. And some people will get migraines for three months Mm -hmm. or six months or, They'll have these what seem like health issues go on for them and they, you know, have a hard time figuring it out. But so that so that kind of freaked me out. I was yeah. like, I don't know if I want that happening to me and migraine for three months or six months.
0: It's so weird. And, it's so comparable to tripping on anything like mushrooms. Oh. Like,
2: yeah, it's a, yeah.
0: It's the same thing, too, with what you were saying. Like, some people just use psychedelics to go and party or they yep. other people use it to think and you know learn something it's the same thing with
2: grow yeah, yeah grow expand and so i had seen that video and i had made up a really lame excuse why i like couldn't do the training anymore to the teacher and and then i oh, felt bad about it it
0: scared you off you got scared it
2: scared the shit out of me
0: <laughs> oh i
2: was yeah i was like i don't want that happening to me. That sounds terrible. Yeah. And so I did a little more research and I made the decision to talk to him and be honest with him. And I said, hey, listen, I saw this video, like I'm kind of freaked out. I want I feel a draw to continue practicing and, and to teach this yoga, but what's that all about? And he said in his twenty years of teaching, he's twenty something years or more, he he actually Trained with Yogi Bhajan, so he was like an OG. Oh damn! Yeah, I know. He would drive him around. What? Yeah, he would drive him around, and they would hang out. I mean, he (laughs) said he was just a really beautiful spiritual teacher, just an amazing man.
0: All right. So you could take this guy's advice. You know, he knows. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about.
2: (laughs) He knows what he's talking about. And he said that he's never seen that happen. A few other people that are teachers that I talked to had said they had never seen that happen either and so it's believed that when this happens in this kind of way where it's uncomfortable for some people it's because they're trying to teach themselves and it is something to like have a, a kundalini yoga teacher teach you instead of trying to do it yourself because you're fucking with your own energy you're fucking with the universal energy and your own because you're connecting in that sort of way so you have to give uh, all your
0: trust into the teacher
2: yeah yeah yeah. so uh yeah and i i was like all right dude i'm doing it and so i'm halfway through and it's been amazing i'm doing that and some of my other expanding activities on the side Mm -hmm. i mean it's been intense. It's been super intense. So the last few months of the year, I kind of had to get a little quiet because I just sometimes when you're expanding that fast, it's like it's really hard to integrate into your day to day life. Yeah,
0: so I'm oh, sure.
2: You yeah. Said, you so, said like
0: if your body's not ready, then you'll get the migraines. How do you know? Like you mean physically, like you have to be in good shape?
2: I think physically and subconsciously. Yeah. yeah so some, sometimes if you're just subconsciously not ready to expand in that way, it can get kind of stuck. And that's stuff that I'm still learning about. There's so much learning behind, like, we wear white for what reason? You're working with your aura. So we're constantly clearing our aura as well. You want to have a strong aura? What happens if you have a weak aura? So all of these metaphysical things that we can't see, but they're there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you know from experience experimenting with Plant medicines and other things. Mm-hmm. There are things that you experience when you're working with the plants that you don't experience when you're not working with the plants.
3: <laughs> oh you yeah,
2: you know. <laughs> so it, just because we can't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And then that's just like a whole battle with the ego, anyways. How and do you,
0: you probably feel so good with coming out of there. Like what was that? You probably feel so good coming out of a class. Like
2: I do, you know, like, but. But, you know, just like working with the plant medicines, it could bring up stuff for you where you're like, I am frustrated. I'm frustrated with myself. I was thinking this the whole class. It wasn't easy, as easy as I thought, because it is a practice. So things will come up that you have to work through. And there have been times in,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. in a class where I've been like, all right, let's like, let's get the ball rolling. We're like taking a really long time doing this. Like I, cause I like to kind of like go through things. I, there is this part of me that's really impatient. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so I I recognize that. Yep. And so just things like that, that kind of come up. Um, Mm -hmm. and some things that are just kind of hard to explain where I guess for me, what a lot of what I've experienced through this practice, I am having, I'm, I'm super aware of these patterns that i have like these um i'll I'll give you an example Like
0: thought patterns
2: thought patterns yeah thought patterns like i can stop myself before i choose to react so a lot of us these days we just react based off of how we feel something in us is triggered and then we react and we're like oh i was an asshole i shouldn't have done that (laughs) or oh that didn't feel really good to go about doing something in that way because that's from a part that's a wound that I have and I got triggered and so I reacted and did this or that. And so I'm so hyper aware of my thoughts that I'm able to stop and sit with them before I react and I can kind of um, work with those parts of me and those thoughts instead of letting them control what's going on in my life.
0: And you still have those moments, though, like no one's perfect, right? Like you'll still. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was actually some of what I'm going. I've kind of had a heavy week because I'm going through some of that where I I recognize it and I see it. I'm like, oh, I want so badly to react and do this. Mm -hmm. But my higher self and who I am now doesn't resonate with that part. So I'm working with that old part of me that wants to react and do this or that in whatever way. So I'm practicing compassion with like different parts of me that are still there, but that I don't want to carry forward in my life, in my day to day actions.
0: Nice. So Keep making progress.
2: Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: <a little laughs>
2: bit. getting there a little, little bit.
3: <laughs> I, I think,
2: I think the progress is like right now that the fact that I'm even aware of it is amazing. It's like, To be that aware,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. that's progress to me. To know that that is like something that's there for me, mm -hmm. that's great. Uh, But I, you know, it's a little back and forth. There's a push and a pull between this part that wants to react and this part that wants to be chill and calm about things. So it's a practice
0: Mm -hmm. for sure. Have you ever, I was doing this the other day, you ever like have some sort of reaction and think like, Wow, my mom or my dad has that same exact reaction and like is that <sighs> that's where I got it from basically.
2: That you know? is really funny that you asked me that cuz <laughs> really? that is exactly what I'm going through.
0: <laughs> no way, me yeah, too. Yeah. That's what I was talking. Yeah. It just happened to me like yesterday or no, 2 days ago. And I was No
3: way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like something Something where I just snapped at someone real quick, and then I thought, yeah. like, my mom does that same exact thing and snaps <gasps> about, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta oh, work yeah. on that one. It's like something else I add to the list. The list will never end.
2: <laughs> the, the the list, you know, yeah, the list
0: exactly. Wow, yeah. it's funny. The, li-
2: only... the the list of being human.
0: Yes, I gotta stop yeah. being human. I don't want to be god. human. God, it's that a...
2: human experience, man. It's so intense sometimes.
0: I heard transcend.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, um,
2: yeah, yeah, that's so. exactly what I, I had that thought actually earlier today where I've I've been reflecting on how like that part of me that wants to react. I had seen my mom actually react and do these things that I'm trying to keep myself from doing and I've seen how it's affected her life and it's has not been a good thing for her. Mm. And it's interesting because when we're younger, we see our parents as like, oh, okay, this is how we live life. This is how they do things. So I guess that's how I should do things. And so we naturally pick it up subconsciously. And as an adult, a lot of what we like heal from and shed and, Fix these thought processes that we have or from stuff that we've picked up from our parents, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And it's, you know, they did their best. They've got their shit. They did their best. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's not always the best things that we pick up from them.
0: Yeah. So there's this guy, there's this guy, Kyle Cease. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Mm -mm. He talks about these kind of things and people are like, oh, I do this. I don't like how I do that and this and that. Yeah and then he says all right so what if you flipped it and you just loved those things that you do like what <sighs> if you loved what if you love that you snap at people and <laughs> like love all of that and then it doesn't really matter at that point yeah yeah what do you think about that though
2: what do i think about that so what i am working on how i'm like trying to navigate through this passage I would say that I'm in of something that I am hyper aware of that's so frustrating to me because of the push and pull of it. I have been practicing, so I call them child parts. There are these child parts of us that want to react, want to cause issues, they want to snap, say something petty, whatever.
0: Stir shit up
2: stir shit yeah. stir shit up what did I, I said something to somebody earlier I said that this part of me wants to fuck shit up
3: yeah, that's yeah. what it is <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Shit
2: up. like so. just toss the table kind of thing like I don't like this let's just fuck shit up <laughs> uh, so I was getting really hard on myself that that part was alive in me and we all have these little things that we're ashamed of or embarrassed of, or it doesn't feel good to even think this way or to be this way. And so I was getting really hard on that part, really judgmental feeling shame and whatever, whatever. And so what I also realized was that I was being that way and that wasn't working. So in return, similar to what you said, Maybe not loving this part of me, but showing that part more compassion and more forgiveness and being less judgmental on that part because that thing that has been alive in me has served me well at some point in my life. It has protected me from certain situations or it has done something that has been a benefit, but now that I'm an adult, it doesn't serve me well. I, it's not really part of my toolbox. So Um. being more gentle with that part, my child part, that child in me that wants to fuck shit up. (laughs) So it's actually working out a lot better. And I guess that is like a form of loving that part. Okay. I, I love that you have been reactive in the past because it protected me. It kept me from having my heart broken or having that person react to me in a way that would feel uncomfortable for me or whatever. But now this is how the adult version of me wants to react to situations. So Mm -hmm. we're going to work together and um, yeah. So I, whatever he said, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, his thing would be like, if the person just thinks that they like uh, the child part of them, then mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Then that's fine. They can love the child part. And it's, maybe, maybe like, everyone's just different.
2: Maybe everybody's just different. <laughs> but
0: everyone's different. And the
2: they same. have a different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the same. Yeah. And you, yeah, everybody's just got kind of a different, different way of like being too. So yeah, if it works to be pissed off at that part and you end up happy. just wanting to, happy and wanting to fuck shit up. Cool. Good for you. You know, that's, <laughs> It's your past.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to love to fuck shit up.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's fun, <laughs> you know.
0: Um, okay, yeah. so that, where were we? You got, so now you're halfway through the, your classes. Yeah,
2: so I'm halfway through the training, and, you know, so the last conversation we had had, we had talked about some of my my plant medicine works with ayahuasca. Yeah. And so, what Why I love kundalini so much is it feels like the most sober way to expand your consciousness. You don't need anything other than your breath. So it feels so similar to being in an ayahuasca or a mushroom ceremony because all of those things will expand your consciousness and open your third eye and help you have all these realizations about your life and expand. Mm -hmm. So... That's why I love Kundalini because it does a lot of the same kind of work yeah. um, and a lot of people in in the plant medicine community that i've I've worked with, they practice Kundalini too because they, they see that they see that connection as well
0: mm-hmm. I, I so had, I had a thought like um, this today mm-hmm. um, relating to this kind of I was thinking like I was smoking weed, and I was thinking weed <laughs> weed. And I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking, cannabis. And I was thinking, like, this feeling that I get, like, my body and my mind know how it feels. So Mm -hmm. maybe I can just do this without having to smoke the weed.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Because I already know how it feels, like, somehow. Bring that feeling yeah. back without smoking. That,
3: yeah, because that's kind of like what kun,
0: no, <laughs> but that's kind of what, <laughs> what kundalini is, right? It's tripping without tripping.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's tripping without tripping, <laughs> for real. It is, and I, when I'm not going through some sort of process or frustrated or impatient, I leave class feeling so high, so high. Mm-hmm. And one, uh, I had someone take my class, my first class a few weeks ago. And she said that in the middle of the gong layout, her hands were tingling and she saw like, uh, she said she saw purple and an eagle. So people do have these strong visuals that'll happen. And it's, it's different for everybody, obviously. So some people will come in with PTSD and their body will be vibrating. And I've felt my body vibrating too, because it's all this energy from your breath.
0: Is it like shivering kind of. or like, what is it? Vibrating? I haven't.
2: Sh- so vibrating. So it's like, you can feel your body buzzing Yeah. in a way. Yeah. But you're uh, not, You can't
0: really see it from the outside.
2: No, 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 okay. no, you can't. I mean, some people have shown me their hands like shaking a little bit, but I, I don't know that I've actually had that happen to me. I feel a lot um, in my head,
3: <laughs>
2: in my head. Tingling. Yeah. So ting- a lot of tingling and uh, sometimes visuals, not strong. I, I feel like that's something I'm trying to get a little better at is experiencing visuals while not being on any sort of plant medicine.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, and some
2: people can like how yeah. you were saying you were kind of questioning if you can experience the same body and mind alteration without actually smoking cannabis. Mm-hmm. And I think it's possible.
0: Yeah, you still use plant cannabis, right?
2: Me? Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah, I'm in Seattle, so yeah. <laughs>
0: Cause you were stopping yeah. for a while or something. At some I
2: did point. a challenge yeah. that did not go so well. Yes, no, I did.
0: You didn't do it. It was like for August or something. I think.
2: Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I there was a lot going on in August too. There was like it was. Uh, I was not drinking alcohol. I was also not smoking cannabis, and I was meditating meditating every day, which that's easy for me. Mm-hmm. But. The cannabis was a little harder. I was in the middle of a move as well. A mood? <laughs> uh, yeah, I moved.
0: To oh, a, a move. Okay.
2: A move.
0: I thought a mood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I moved into a different apartment while I was working full time. I had a wedding to go to. There was a lot going on. I was really stressed out. And I would rather, if if I'm dealing with stress, I would rather smoke a little bit of cannabis than drink. Oh, me too. It's better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, there are a few times. I didn't smoke a lot, maybe two or three times that whole month, which is really good.
0: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I was doing it yeah. with you for like. Because you made that whole big sheet of yeah. sheet and layout. Yeah, I was doing it. And I got like six days in and then I, well, I gave yeah. up. <laughs> it's
2: hard. Yeah. It's hard. It can be, you know, that's why it's called a challenge.
0: No, but it's, it's like what you said like something stressful pops up and I'm like, oh, I have a. I have a clip. I might as well. <laughs> you yeah. Know,
2: but. And it's good to be. And a lot of that challenge too is to be aware of those parts of you that when you do get stressed out, what do you turn to? Mm-hmm. Do you smoke? Okay. Like, is that how you always want to be? You can make that choice and that decision or is there another way that you want to deal with it? And that's all. It's your own practice. It's your own challenge. And there is no right or wrong way to do it.
0: Yeah. I would quit if I didn't feel it was positive. Um, 'Cause like every time I will smoke after I'm stressed out, I'll go and write something right away. And yeah. I'm like, oh, something good always comes out of this. So like how can I why why am I gonna stop?
2: Right. Oh, you're so right about that. That happened to me the other day. I was really stressing about something and I smoked and I was like, What? Yeah, why <laughs> That's did so i
0: stupid. care? stupid. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> I'll find it myself just you out of it. I'll find myself just laughing, like, why did I even care? <laughs> Like, why did I care about that? It was so crazy. But I know I need to get I want to get to the point where I don't have to smoke. And I'll just in the moment, you know, like step back like what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Step back. Maybe take a bath, drink some tea. There Mm. are so many stretch. There are so many ways to get yourself out of that. But we also have these plants here for a reason to be used in, in healthy ways, as long as you know that it's healthy for you, mm-hmm. then great. I actually haven't smoked for a few days. So it's mm. not like a big deal, but <laughs> um, I had recognized that while I was kind of going through this process of these like thought patterns and ways of reacting that I didn't really want. I, I didn't want to be in those feelings. They're really uncomfortable to face myself in that way. And I think for a lot of people, that's why a lot of people have addictions and turn to alcohol and whatever, whatever it is that keeps them from dealing with their feelings and Mm -hmm. these parts of them that they feel ashamed or embarrassed about these shadows that they have. So I was having this thing kind of come up for me where I was like, Oh, you know, I don't really like seeing this ugly part of me. And I considered it an ugly part. That was me picking on that part. not being very gentle with it. And so I found myself really high one night and I was like, oh, I see that I am just trying to not deal with it. Okay, cool. Got it. So Mm -hmm. I haven't smoked the past few days because I want to be with it. I want to sit with it and I want to have a process around it. And I recognize that there are moments and it doesn't happen often, but there are moments where I just want to check out. And it helps me check out. I'll go do something creative, which is good or all right or do nothing with my time because it takes you down the rabbit hole
3: sometimes. Mm -hmm. But
2: uh, yeah, so I I haven't been doing it for the past few days, but I probably will smoke at some point in time later on this week. Yeah. Yeah. Get one in. Yeah. No, get one in. I I like the plant, so.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So also since switching gears a little since the last time you were on the show you went vegetarian right
2: I knew you were gonna ask me about that
3: How do you know? yeah
2: yeah well I was thinking about you earlier today when I was taking my b12 thank you for that tip <laughs> that pro tip yeah so that was a game changer for me uh
0: Yeah, you were low on energy before that?
2: I was like, what the hell is happening to my body? (laughs) So I switched to a vegetarian diet in end of October. So basically when my kundalini yoga teacher training had started because kundalini yogis eat a vegetarian diet anyways. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't been eating that much meat. Prior to the training last year, I was eating a lot of eggs because they were just easy to cook, and I was in bachelorette mode where I just didn't want to cook anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> eggs it was for
3: dinner.
0: Easiest
2: thing and you can do. Yeah. Easy frittata, scramble, toast, throw it on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just didn't really want to cook meat. I didn't. Ha- I, fit- I didn't feel a draw to eat meat. So it was pretty easy for me to transition. And a lot of the reason why I did it, there's ethical reasons. And as far as like how we handle meat and animals and other beings, it's an ethical thing, but it's also an energetic thing. And so how the Kundalini yogis see it. The last uh, energy that the animal takes on before... It is killed is fear. Mm -hmm. So when you're eating meat, you're basically taking on fear. You live with more fear in your day-to-day life because what you eat, what did I say? You are what you eat. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Like when we're eating things that are really cheesy or carby or like alcohol, those are really low vibrational things and you can feel that you can feel that like heaviness right and when you eat lighter more fruits and vegetables and drink more water you feel lighter so, it's more high vibe
3: yeah it's so true
2: it is true and so i it's just energetically felt really really good for me to i feel more energetically clean was not there, having all this heaviness around me
0: was there something in particular that Just one day you switched or, like, pushed you over the edge? Did you watch, like, a documentary, read something? (laughs) Uh,
2: I have not. I've seen a lot of documentaries. I'm obsessed with all of the food documentaries because (laughs) I – well, first of all, I watch a lot of documentaries. If I choose to watch TV, it's a documentary. So it's always something heavy which yeah. probably isn't good. <laughs> my <laughs> reading is usually heavy, having to do with consciousness, psychedelics, meditation, and accessing different dimensions. Mm-hmm. And my documentaries and TV of choice is usually the same thing. Yeah. So um, I have seen a lot of documentaries and none of them had really made me want to switch until I had read about the energetic thing. And so naturally, I was... I think most of us experience a lot of fear in our day-to-day lives, fear of self, fear of the world and the way that it is right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shit going down. Uh, And I just thought to myself, okay, why not try this and see how it feels? And well, you know what, actually one thing that had really kind of set me over was hearing about the festival in China I can't remember what it's called, where they will tor- torture and burn dogs alive because mm. they think that the meat tastes better. So they eat dogs there.
0: When they're tortured, it to tastes better? Or... They,
2: yeah, they actually say that when you burn, like cook the meat alive of, do- of these dogs. So essentially it is torturing, right? Mm. When you're doing that, the meat tastes better. Oh, my God. And... And then that made me think, well, we're not really that different in yeah, how veal, we... feel. So...
0: Veal's the same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yes.
0: tortured. It can't move its whole life.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that's how it is for the chickens that are apparently free range, no. that are fat with their legs broken. I mean, that's torture in a passive way, right? Mm-hmm. That's not taking care of a being and being appreciative of it giving you nutrients, even though there are alternative ways of getting protein. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, because I have two dogs that I just love so much, Riley and Olive, they, they have like totally expanded my heart in ways that I just never thought possible, caring for beings that are not human mm-hmm. and feeling the love from them. So when I had heard about that festival in China and reading about it, and seeing photos from it, it just completely disgusted me, Mm -hmm. and I think after that, I was less drawn to eating meat, and then also having this awareness, and expanding my consciousness, I was like, oh, well, okay, well, I'm not any better, because I'm contributing to this industry, I'm actually giving them my money, Mm -hmm. and they're basically doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. so that, that was one thing that, still sits with me
0: yeah definitely that's yeah I was the whole ethical side that's the reason I switched
2: yeah and Um, I never thought I would be the whole on the whole ethical side either because there was this part of me a few years ago I mean because I've changed I've changed a lot I just didn't really care I was still so in my own ego and my own shit and now that I am able to get outside of that and I live more from a place of love and compassion for all beings, at least I try it it just doesn't sit with me that well now
1: so.
0: yeah. I think it, it's real simple for me it's all right it's proven that vegans can be just as healthy and just as strong as anyone who eats meat. So yeah. if it's possible to not kill animals and I could still live and be the best I can be anyway, healthy. yeah, mm-hmm. healthy and strong. Why am I gonna do that? You know, if I don't have to,
2: And yeah. <laughs> that's
0: it. It's that simple.
2: No. It's it really is that simple. I'd like to eventually be vegan. Uh, that is something I'm working on. I have a lot of. I have some food sensitivities that I'm still trying to figure out. So what I'm doing now works at some point. I will try going that route, but it's even just what I know that what I'm doing now is very impactful. And I think that's another thing is that people think that what they do does not matter. doesn't impact other people. Mm-hmm. But I have found that, when I'm around my friends, I, I'm pretty sure I'm. Well, I'm not the only vegetarian now. For a while, mm-hmm. I I was the only vegetarian in my group of friends. Same. And yeah, and so, <laughs> and so now when I'm around people, I like go over to some of my girlfriend's houses, or I'm hanging out with a group of people. They'll usually pick a vegetarian option, and I don't think it's because they want to like not insult me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. They're just like, oh yeah, like, like it's in the the energy they want to kind of they want to support that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. It's and literally so, leading by example, like. It
2: know? is leading by
3: example.
0: <laughs> it's like and don't the, even talk about it. They'll just see you and be like, you're still doing that, and then like, let me try that. Like that's how it's. Let happened. me try that. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's happening. You,
3: <laughs> you look
2: healthy. You look like you feel good. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, and it happened with like five people so far.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, I have a, a close guy friend that is going vegetarian now because he realized how sensitive he is to energies. So a lot of people are expanding and having this awareness to the energies that they feel from other people, things they eat, their environment, mm. all of these different things, crystals, sage, <laughs> you know, whatever. And so... Yeah, he's uh, on his way to becoming vegetarian, and then my a few of my close friends they eat less meat now as well. And um, yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that people do make a difference, even if it's the smallest. Smallest ways.
0: Well, they said the number so, one way. I don't know who's they, but someone I read. They who? <laughs> yeah. You
2: know, you know who they are. Yeah,
0: yeah you know they. They, they. said um, that the best thing you can do for the environment is go no meat, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't better than going uh, with like an electric car, you know, anything yeah. like getting solar panels. The best thing you can do is go oh a my vegan gosh. diet.
2: <laughs> well, and I've seen those documentaries that they have made. <laughs> so. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of those people.
0: Oh yeah. He made yeah. the Beyond Burger. You ever try those?
2: Yeah, that's like my meat.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. It's so it's the <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing. It Yeah. literally tastes Yeah,
2: if I will be honest, the first time I ate it, I was really high and it freaked me out how um, similar. I, Yeah. Yeah. It it really weirded me out because it it tasted like burger Mm -hmm. (laughs) it smelled like burger and and it it was pink like burger and it cooked like burger and yeah so it, it weirded me out and then I got it's I think it was also this thing of I have this this thing against products that are trying to be bacon or trying to be burger. Or mm-hmm. trying to be chicken nuggets.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because... I know what you're saying. I know what chicken nugget and burger and bacon taste like. This doesn't taste exactly the same. But Beyond me is really, really close. Mm-hmm. And... I yeah, think so, it tastes like
0: a hot dog. Do
2: you think it tastes like a hot dog? Yeah. I think it tastes a little bit like pea protein. <laughs> because I know that's in there. It definitely but, is. But, yeah. yeah. But it's a... Uh, I think the only thing that I really miss is uh bacon cheeseburgers. I like the taste of bacon cheeseburgers. And so that's why I eat Beyond Meat a lot because I can put cheese on there, you know, eat it with chips and whatever. It tastes like a burger. Mm. So, if you it like, looks, I don't
0: What? My, sorry, I don't
2: though. like their uh they have a like grilled chicken which I didn't really like
0: i don't know if you've tried that it's probably tofu right no
2: it's i think it's pea protein too
0: oh really yeah we don't have that out here yet everything starts over there and it comes over here like six months later
2: i'll send you some frozen chicken (laughs) mail
0: (laughs) i don't i'm like you i don't like any of that imitator like this is bacon you know the vegan places yeah. here will say like this is a bacon cheeseburger, but the bacon yeah. is literally sun dried tomatoes. You know, like that's it. <laughs> but it'll
2: kind so of so just say yeah. sun dried tomato
0: <laughs> yeah burger, but
2: burger sun dried tomato burger
0: yeah. So what yeah. is it? You can't kick cheese. I uh,
2: cheese yeah that's, cheese that's is the my weakness thing.
0: right. That's everyone's That's my
2: weakness. weakness. I know, and I know that there. There have been studies about like it's as addicting as morphine. Yes, <laughs> I feel that.
0: Yeah, no, it yeah. literally is. That's what they say, right? Uh, it's it.
2: Uh-huh. They, I know. They, there they go again.
0: They, they know everything.
2: <laughs> they know everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, they said like in your brain it sets off the same receptors as when you're doing morphine. So
2: wow, yeah.
0: So, so that's why it's so addicting. People just love it. And it's so funny because what else do we love to eat that smells bad? You know, like cheese smells horrible, but we still eat it because we're addicted to it.
2: And I wish that there were better. I think that's a hard one to imitate. Mm
3: -hmm. I
2: have found, I think it's called Kite Hill. I think that's what it's called. But it's like a cashew, no, Mm -hmm. almond cream cheese.
0: Oh, cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah like for bagels yeah oh wow almonds i've never it's had so that. good oh, yeah oh i haven't yeah. found a, i haven't had bagels with anything but peanut butter on them since i went vegan. game
2: changer this stuff is really good
0: wow all right yeah what's it called i know
2: i think it's called kite hill kite hill
0: yeah i mean there's there, you ever have like cashew milk cheddar cheese
2: no is the, it good
0: if you're putting it on something, like by itself, it's yeah. not going to taste like a piece of cheese. But <laughs> you put it on something, it melts like cheese, and it gives you the same consistency that you're looking for. The
2: consistency. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
0: that's what you're looking for, basically. Cashew,
2: I mean... cashew is a really good – I've done a zucchini cashew alfredo, and it was good. Mm. It doesn't taste like real fettuccine alfredo, so I call it a zucchini – cashew cheese (laughs) yeah a thing you know so this kite hill one though it's kind of expensive like most alternatives are but it's really really good
0: yeah i I highly recommend did you do you know about palm oil
2: i have heard things about palm oil not being good
0: what have you heard
2: that it hurts the monkeys
0: yeah the orangutans
2: oh I have heard that. And there's this there are these chips that I really like, these plantain chips from Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. that I really like. And I saw that there was palm oil in it. And I'm just screwed. I can't eat anything, I guess, because Mm -hmm. a lot of things have palm oil. Fifty
0: percent of the items in our houses have palm oil.
2: Yeah.
0: Detergent. It's not
2: safe to eat anymore or use anything. Yeah. Really. Soap
0: everything. Like <laughs>
2: everything. I just wanna live on a little island with chickens and my dogs and
0: <laughs> and make your own stuff.
2: Yeah. Use
0: lemon juice as deodorant. Like
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds like the way to live life
0: <laughs> my friend mixed coconut oil lemon juice and essential oils and now he just that uh, he makes his own deodorant and he says it works pretty nice. well yeah i kind of like that
2: i do use a natural deodorant i would like to start making my own products because having adopted a vegetarian lifestyle another phase of bettering myself and bettering the planet and and being that change i have so, being vegetarian, you eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, so there's less packaging. So, I'm really trying to adopt a lifestyle that is less plastic, waste. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't taken my trash out in about a month, but mm-hmm. I do take my compost out a lot and I take re- recycle out more often. But, I mean, that's better than having your trash get all stinky and leak and stuff. So,
0: there was uh, someone you recommended to follow. Uh,
2: oh yeah and she composts
0: all the time
2: yeah a newer cat in town
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah she's cool i really like her
0: yeah she is she's really good on the stories like she's
2: she's funny yeah
0: she is she is and she was talking about composting and i was like i got it that's the next phase now like because you can't end once you're on this road it's like you got what am i gonna do not cut that out not do that like i'm a hypocrite you know like i have to keep going like don't
2: be a dick you know (laughs)
0: yeah i gotta keep there's no end game it's there's just gonna keep
2: there is no end game there is not but you feel good you feel like okay, I'm not being an asshole. My trash isn't going to end up in the ocean. And I don't want my energy to contribute to that, you know, all the waste going into the ocean. And then, you know, yes, there's a lot to think about. And we, all we can do is, is try our best. Like something in my fridge got super moldy. And I was like, ooh, okay. Like that's, I don't have like a disposal, like, you you know, rinsing it out is going to be a big process. So I threw it in the trash. It could have been recycled. And I said, I'm sorry, Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt so bad. So just oh. having, I know I still feel really bad about it. I'm like, that karma, I know. But to have that awareness, though, is really good. To even just take the steps of, okay. I don't want to create more waste. I've seen in the past how much waste I've created and I've felt like a dick about it. So now I'm more aware of it and I'm taking the steps where at least not, if it's not for me to feel better, it's for our next generations Mm -hmm. because I think the generations before us kind of screwed us. So I I don't want to do that you know to whoever comes after us yeah. so it's got to start somewhere and I think people think we have a lot of time to fix what's going on but more people are being born you can't not like the coral reefs are already dying mm-hmm. we're already having so much plastic in the oceans we're always producing and using a lot of plastic so when people stop buying and stop using, then those businesses and those factories have to find a different way to keep up with what people want. Because that's all they're doing is, one, they're cutting costs for themselves. But when people want something different, they have to listen. Mm-hmm. So that another, is...
0: Another thing is like water conservation too.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a hard one.
0: Oh yeah, I would just watch a TED talk about it. I was, I just got home. I was at the gym, and uh, I'll just throw a TED talk on and go on the treadmill for like forty minutes. And oh,
3: that's the best.
0: Yeah, you just tune out. Yeah, I, I can't do it if I'm not tuned out. I have to just. I
2: listen to s- Tony Robbins on the stairmaster, so I feel you.
0: Oh yeah, no, I I'll switch around. I'll go treadmill, yeah. stairmaster, elliptical. I'll just do like 15, 20 minutes each. And then but I'll just watch different things and I, I only get off till the thing's over. And that's how I know. But <laughs> today it was yeah, water conservation. How there's this country uh in the Middle East, I forgot where it was, this mm. where this woman was from. And <clears> she was saying how her they have the fifth least water in the world, in this country, but they still use like less water than a bunch of countries above them that mm. like they know how to conserve water way better than mm-hmm. every other country. And she's like, That's just how I grew up. I knew how to conserve water. Mm. And just saying like so many easy ways, like not flushing the toilet, not taking a twenty minute shower <gasps> and
2: uh, I do that. I don't I don't flush the toilet.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good.
2: But sometimes when I'm at somebody's house I have to like mm-hmm. you know, remember to turn around and flush the toilet because it's not my house
0: yeah someone else's house i always flush because you don't want to be that guy like oh you don't
2: want to be that guy that's leaving your
0: wasn't tiff just in here
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know right (laughs) it's a bad habit now but i've explained to them i'm trying to save the planet okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just something we grow up with like seeing other people do like i i used to um oh just keep my sink on the whole time while I brush my teeth, you know, like I'm yeah. just for no reason.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it just makes no I, sense. Like, well, I don't know why I'm doing it for like the sound basically. Like just have like, I don't know why I'm doing it. It makes no sense.
2: Mm-mm. You've probably seen your parents do it. So you think it's normal.
0: Yeah. I'm a and believer also, in that stuff. Also, what?
2: Yeah. And I also think that, mm, I think that we think that water is just so abundant because we're used to seeing it so abundant on shelves and coming out of the faucets and like it's this never-ending supply of water it comes from the sky there's the ocean we're just surrounded by water but we're not being very good to our environment like we're at a certain point we're not going to be able to eat the fish in the ocean because all of the fish are going to have their stomachs full of plastic and they're absorbing that BPA. Mm-hmm. So, and that was one thing I, I wanted to be pescatarian to, to have that. And I was at one, one point years and years ago, but now I don't even trust the fish from the ocean to yeah. be nourishing for my body and the Fukushima and whatever, whatever. And then, you know, these forest fires, uh, the global warming water is kind of, tricky right now oil spills you know where do we get all of our water from it's from the mountains and these springs and when we're not good to the environment that is not going to be as abundant to us and yeah. we're really going to have to, water will be more expensive and we need water that's mm-hmm. such a big part of our our body and our health mm-hmm. so yeah i think when we were younger it was we were just so used to seeing it you get think it
0: they're throwing method. fluoride in the water
2: okay that is a whole other thing
3: <laughs> i have i have like have so know.
0: many friends i have i have three friends that really think that and um i, oh, don't, yeah. know, I yeah, don't know i don't know where i, I stand think... on it i i think okay, it, so it's, fluoride... it sounds like it makes sense
2: so fluoride um will i think what is it it'll calcify your pineal gland so that's mm-hmm. basically like your third eye so
0: it'll make you more submissive and open to just yeah. keeping things the same. No change.
2: Yes. Yes. So, I've been drinking out of my faucet. And so most cities have fluoride in their water, apparently mm-hmm. or whatever. So, me working on expanding, opening up my third eye and you know, kind of rebelling in a way, <laughs> but uh yeah, I actually this week went out to Trader Joe's and I felt bad because I was getting this big plastic jug of water but something in me was like okay dude you really trust this water I'm not drinking that water so I am now (laughs) buying water from the stores because I just I don't know about that and even my toothpaste is fluoride free oh
0: yeah me too definitely yeah yeah I switched to a powder
2: Oh, you did!
0: Yeah, it's just a powder. It's just baking soda and essential oils, basically, and one other thing. That's nice. And it's just perfect, you know. It's yeah. And I feel like my teeth are whiter than when I use other yeah. toothpaste.
2: Uh huh. Mine are like that too. The I I switched to this one that's bentonite clay and a whole bunch of oils, and mm-hmm. my teeth feel whiter too.
0: Mm-hmm. Do so you use charcoal a lot too. Are you into that?
2: I haven't used char. I think I've maybe used charcoal once for my teeth. Mm-hmm. I would use it when I would go out drinking because it would absorb the alcohol in your stomach, so it would prevent hangovers. What? That's I, the. What? Yeah, that's like. Yeah. It's a yeah, little life hack. It's a modern hippie way of living, you know.
0: <laughs> wow! Eat charcoal after drinking.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know.
0: Did you Google that, so, or you just knew?
2: Uh, I googled that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do I get n- not hungover?
2: What is the most natural way to not be hungover next day? Charcoal. Yeah, charcoal. There you go. All right, cool. Tell tell all your friends.
0: Oh yeah, everyone's gonna get on that. It's funny too. Like your <laughs> teeth come out all black after you brush your teeth with charcoal too, and it's funny, yeah, like heard, purple. I've
2: heard that that it. I actually had a company wanting to collaborate and send me like a natural charcoal teeth whitening whatever whatever uh but i'm not gonna do it but i was interested because i would rather find a natural way to wipe my teeth than use i'm really trying to fully step away from toxic chemicals mm-hmm. so for women acetone when we take off our nail polish nail polish mm-hmm. body lotion all of those things we absorb. Um, yeah, so I haven't wiped my teeth in years, but I used to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are natural ways to I, to go about doing all that stuff.
0: I have this lotion that's hemp-based. just a hemp product. It's
3: mm. a he- hemp
0: lotion. I think
3: that's it's nice. Good.
0: I haven't checked for palm oil, though. I hope it's probably not in there. Do you know? Did you uh, you know exactly what goes on with the palm oil? Should I tell say what's up?
2: You should say what's up, just for anybody listening out there.
0: Yeah, I'll say what's up. So, say what's up. so like the monkeys, I guess, eat the orangutans. They mm-hmm. they'll have to clear them all out to make these plantations to extract all the palm oil because everything has palm oil in it. So they need to have these big ass plantations. But they'll mm. just come in and just, pff, just knock down all the trees, and so they could harvest everything, and then just decapitate these monkeys.
3: <gasps> and, okay, I didn't know that. And there's oh. there's
0: pictures, and it's
3: oh no.
0: Yeah, they'll just totally be so evil and kill all these monkeys. And there's what? only and there's only like sixty five thousand orangutans left in the part where the most palm oil is extracted. And
3: wow.
2: they
0: can kill up to like 5,000 in a plantation. So That is
2: like, so fucking sad.
0: Yeah. So it's like, fuck. And why do they... What I'm thinking is like in vegetable oil, a lot of... Vegetable oil has palm oil in it. Like, why? Well, what do they need what, that palm what oil the, for? <laughs> what,
3: what the hell? Aren't you
2: already an oil?
0: Yeah. Like, what do you need to add that in there for? Like, how different <laughs> is this oil going to be if you don't put in the palm oil?
2: God.
0: <laughs> and you have to add it to detergent, right? Like, there's a hundreds and hundreds yeah. of chemicals in detergent. You need yeah. the palm oil in there. Come on.
2: What well, I know that you know. I, I think there's some funky business going on there. Yeah, that's that seems funky. a little much, right? Yes,
0: that, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And why do you have to decapitate? Like, oh, I can't. I don't want to. It's just nuts. Jeez.
2: Yeah, that that doesn't. That is. Hmm. Okay, well, everybody knows now. So yeah. now you know. That's it. so sad.
0: Now you know what but they're it's,
3: doing.
2: It's, it's good. It's good to know. It's good to know, and it's so easy to, because I used to be one of these people, when you become awake, awake to things like that, awake to fluoride, chemicals, the way that we treat other animals, all of those things, it is like opening up Pandora's box, because once you know, once you're awake, once you are aware, you can't ignore it. And that sits in your consciousness. Oh. So you start to make decisions based off of how that made you feel. And the fact that you have more knowledge. And the fact that you are hearing the truth instead of something that you would rather hear. Because it's easier to ignore things.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why ignorance Life, really is bliss. It's so true. Oh, it's I
2: like, was just <laughs> telling someone that today. Yeah. Oh. Ignorance is bliss. And there are some days, some moments where... Oh, I would just like to not think about anything going on in the world and just be. But the fact that I now know and I'm aware, I can't not, you know, help or feel responsible or feel like I'm contributing to certain things or feel like I'm not speaking up when I should. So, yeah, ignorance is totally bliss. Mm -hmm. But... I will say I would rather participate in my life than be passive on this planet and just have this passive experience.
0: Yeah, and that's I feel like a lot of I I was doing it too, like up until like three four years ago.
3: Just yeah, watch yeah, just totally.
0: going through the motions, doing not even knowing what I was doing or knowing what I wanted. Just go. Just you. Being... You
2: were you were drinking the fluoride.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was hopped up on fluoride for like twenty. You're all years.
2: up on that fluoride train. Uh,
0: yeah, I yeah. guess better now than never. So
2: It's true. And, you know, there's all divine timing. So maybe you had to learn a few lessons along the way for it to really stick now, right?
0: Yeah. I'm, I've learned a bunch. I, I think I learned something every day. I try to.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can't unknow, like you were saying. You cannot
2: unknow. Yeah. And with everything going on with politics in the States and the craziness going on here, I would usually get really worked up. I I'm super sensitive to everything going on and other people's pains and whatever. And I would like to like keep up to date on what's going on in politics, but I can't. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So what I, when I have these conversations with people, I say that the best thing to do is to work on yourself. When you can heal yourself and awaken yourself, you're doing so much more than I think you realize. That's really impactful to what's actually going on in politics because then you're awake to the truth and you start to speak up. You start to feel responsible. You start to get that fire in your belly to do something about it. So, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a good thing to to have that awareness.
0: Yeah, I gotta uh I gotta send you this TED talk about Please do. Yeah, not not that one. There's another one I was watching no. too talking about how anything like she was talking about like if you feel overwhelmed, like, oh I can't what am I if I go vegetarian, what's that gonna do? You know, nothing's gonna change, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she was saying how like there was she was talking about that someone in slavery, like sh- they wanted to change and abolish slavery, and this person just felt like they couldn't get it done. But they ended up like rescuing and transferring uh, like eleven hundred slaves and freeing them. Mm-hmm. And she was saying like think of, like eleven hundred was nothing compared to how many there were, and
3: mm-hmm. they didn't
0: abolish slavery at all but she like think about the grandkids and the kids of those kids of all the slaves that got yeah. saved and didn't weren't killed you know and then they all had kids and kids and like then how many people did you save at that point then you saved like what thousands because
3: mm-hmm.
0: going down the line so mm-hmm. she was saying like every little bit counts uh,
2: every little bit counts
3: mm-hmm.
2: and where i feel like In this human experience that we're having, we're so black and white about things. We need to know that what we're doing will produce this result. We need to know. We need to see it in black and white. And life just isn't that way. There's a lot of what we experience that is revolved around faith and just like this deeper knowing and really just being a good person, (laughs) like focusing our days on what is being done out of love and compassion so freeing 1100 people because it was done out of love and compassion that does create a ripple even though we can't see it and we can't measure it and we may never know right that person that freed that many people she may never hear she may never know like the full extent Mm -hmm. but they did it out of something that's bigger than themselves
0: it's still going you know like they're, it's
2: still going
0: <laughs> there the kids are still having kids and who have those slaves it's crazy yep. it's the butterfly it effect i guess right
2: Mm-hmm.
0: that's something that really interests yeah. me the butterfly effect how
2: yeah i would lo- i would love to to listen to
0: that oh yeah i'll send that if you to wanted you. to share yeah yeah i'll send that to cool. you for sure um so what are you working on besides like a did you sw- you switch jobs again, or did you pick up another job or something?
2: Uh, no, I um, I am still working at my current full time job. Uh, it did switch, so I've been doing social media management for mm, past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Having coming having come out of the fashion industry, I went into social media management, and then that rolled into content creation so I'm doing a lot of photo shoots creating content for social media feeds which goes hand in hand with what I do for hippie supply creating content
0: mm-hmm. and it's for, so I'm doing for that cannabis company right like you're working with... oh
2: okay so this one's for a different company but oh, okay. uh, I was doing a little bit of work with a cannabis company yeah okay and I'm not doing that as I'm not doing that right now because I I received guidance in one of my recent works that I I really needed to focus on kundalini it's a lot like it's a lot to try to do hippie supply I have big goals for that but I am also working eight hours a day so whatever I have left (laughs) and during the work week it's not a lot I'm getting ready for the next day I'm still in my training and then I have the weekends to kind of adult get my life back together yeah. so yeah i had to cut back on, on that work a little bit but uh hopefully i can kind of get back into it soon so yeah still doing my full-time thing trying to teach more classes and then just seeing what kind of happens not pressuring myself
0: no, too like, much. no you're not looking long-term what you what you want
2: I'll tell you what I want long term. Okay. Uh, so long term, I would love to have a little farm somewhere where I can have retreats. I actually just got into a relationship, someone that I've been friends with since last year. And he works with the the plant medicines as well mm. um, and hosts retreats. He does like Reiki and he's about to get certified in combo. And, What's that? Uh, it's a Amazonian. I think it's a poisonous Amazonian frog that has healing properties. So it helps people oh, with addiction.
3: There's
0: a documentary on Netflix about that.
2: Is there? I kind of want to watch it now.
0: Yeah. There's a, about the frogs. People looking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's it's not a plant, but, you know, it, you know, nature. Nature is all healing, right? Mm-hmm. So he it is about to get certified and being able to administer that so to kind of have this property where I can help others with expanding their consciousness and healing through yoga and then also be able to incorporate things like combo and cannabis ceremonies as well yeah
3: are you gonna try
2: it (laughs) oh god I don't know if I'm gonna do that one there are some different things i'm interested in at the moment that is i think that that one's like guaranteed purging which i'm not really yeah. interested in you didn't
0: <laughs> throw from the ayahuasca
2: oh i have that's why i'm like oh. i don't know if i want to i haven't for yeah i have
3: mm-hmm. uh
2: and it is good because you are purging energies and things that no longer serve you so it's always a good thing when it happens but it can be a really uncomfortable experience for sure and I think that's why there are a lot of people out there that would never ever try ayahuasca because it's a control thing as well you you kind of
3: you gotta
0: trust the shaman too
2: yeah you gotta trust the shaman Mm -hmm. so
0: I just had um did you know did you know I had Dennis McKenna on
2: Yeah. And I've been, I've been, I, at a certain point I like got so busy. I like couldn't really sit down and read or even listen to podcasts. So thank you for reminding me because I want to listen to that. How did it go?
0: Oh, it went awesome. He, um, God, he's in Peru right now.
2: He is in Peru right now.
0: Yeah. He's there right now. He, he was like 2,800 bucks. He'll bring you down there and like covers everything. And no
2: way to do the to work with the plants
0: yeah to do everything you know mm-hmm. where you're staying or whatever and you're there for a week so I don't think you're doing it the whole time but
3: I don't know about
2: that
0: yeah it's you were there for like a week doing it
2: no but I have heard of people doing it about three or four days in a row
0: oh man <laughs> yeah yeah
2: I have not done it that like back to back like that but i've heard of those experiences being had
0: yeah he was just amazing to talk to he uh he talked about his brother a lot how they grew up and Hmm. just their goal both of their life's goal was just to spread the word on psychedelics yeah that was just their life goal, goal and it's still his goal this guy's 68 years old And he's still tripping like every three every three months. (laughs)
3: That's (laughs)
2: amazing. I know. I love that.
0: It's just so crazy, you know. This guy's sixty eight, and you'll hear it. And he's just the happiest guy. We actually had him on uh, video the whole time, so I was watching him in his element. Oh, yeah, it was so good. It was. uh, You'll enjoy it. It was like
3: wow. He's
0: the nicest guy too. Like I would think, like he would. People hit him up all the time, but he answers his own emails and he's really quick to answer that is too.
2: So cool. That is so cool.
0: Yeah. Congrats
2: on that. That's really amazing. I remember seeing him in a lot of documentaries, the kind that I like to watch. So
0: Yeah, he's in the spirit molecule. Yep. Yeah. That
2: was one of my favorites. I recommend that to everybody.
0: <laughs> have you you I don't remember if you did DMT, did you?
2: I have not, but yeah. a lot of mushrooms and ayahuasca those all have dmt but like pure dmt is i hear is a whole other experience and it's quick
0: oh yeah the way um terence mckenna says you're supposed to do uh you're supposed to do it out of a bong and uh yeah three hits and that's it and then wow and then you go to the other you see the elves the other dimension
2: you go to the other side for apparently what feels like years
0: yeah like he's
2: these months yeah
0: mm-hmm, and it's like six minutes and you, he's like you feel like you're dying but it's literally your ego dying i guess and mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. it and but it feels like you can't breathe and you're gonna die and but you just don't it's just it's freaky to think about and you're it, literally the <laughs> ego yeah.
2: the ego dying is a really interesting topic in itself
0: just can it die fully can you really kill your whole ego
2: i don't think so
0: no right i, I think you I need don't, it right
2: i think you need it and my spiritual teacher uh he talks about how you need a little bit of ego you need ego to be a leader to speak to teach you need to have your ego there really pushing you forward so there are mm-hmm. good parts to having Yeah, ego. how could
0: you be a teacher with zero ego? Because you're thinking right. you're qualified to teach people.
2: Exactly. So it's something that I've been reflecting on, too, because I have been so sensitive to how oh, I don't want to be my ego. Oh, this is coming from my ego. I have too much ego.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But leaning into, well, I am a great teacher. I need to be able to say that to myself. And part of that is coming from my ego. So
0: What's up with that? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. We're just contra. We're such. We're everything. We're just so contradicting. And,
2: oh, I know. And
0: every. I'm, I'm like, we're everything and we're nothing. We're all the same and we're all different. It's just so crazy.
2: It's so crazy. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. I say um, it every
0: day. I'm like, this is crazy.
2: This human <laughs> experience is crazy.
0: Yesterday, I yeah. was riding the train into Manhattan and I was listening to his songs on. um on my phone and two of the songs while i'm listening to the music and looking out the window like i'll read the same word that they say at the same exact time in the song like on a random Mm. like graffiti
2: oh
0: yeah that's trippy (laughs) it happens all the time but it's only if you're open to it though it, yeah, oh it,
2: my God, that's it. It that's happens no matter what.
0: Yeah, it happens mm-hmm. no matter what, but if you're not open to it, you're not going to see it. But it literally happens all day, every day. You can always connect something to something else.
2: Totally. I I am right there with you. There's. Have you heard of angel numbers?
0: No, what's that?
2: So that's when you see 333, 222, 111, and you see it over and over again. So mm. I see it's in different places. So you might actually be aware of this now and you should let me know if this starts happening to you. Mm -hmm. So your spirit guides or the universe or God, or everybody's got a different way of talking about their higher self or what's above them. But the universe will communicate to you in numbers sometimes. So you might see even something like two, one, three, and that's symbolic for you. That has meant something to you your whole life and you'll start seeing it over and over again in a book, on a license plate, on a billboard. Someone will say it on the radio, 213, 213, 213, 213. Usually it is numbers like 222, 333. And I can't remember them off the top of my head. So what if I see them um, doing a certain thing or on a phone call or whatever activity I'm doing, I look up what it means. And it usually has something to do with like a message. So I kept seeing five, five, five. Mm -hmm. I kept seeing five, five, five in most of December. And that's not one I would usually see. And five, five, five means big changes happening, big changes coming up for you. Mm -hmm. And so that was right before I got into a relationship Mm -hmm. and right before I taught my first Kundalini class. Uh And then I, then I stopped seeing five, five, five right after that and so it's it was really weird
0: do we set our because maybe it's because you looked it up and it, it all just happens i guess I
2: don't know. it all just happens and so <laughs> i i started seeing that a lot and then i looked it up yeah
0: like why am i just, saying this
2: why am i seeing this so much and so i wasn't even sure like what a big change that meant i was looking at my life okay things kind of feel the same i know i'm about to go into the new year that's a big change mm-hmm. i guess but i think a lot of it was this relationship that i had gotten to and you
3: which just,
0: I wasn't really expecting. and you've known him a while it just happened i guess
2: i yeah. have known him since last summer i did a work with him and um he is just this magical human being that i've just always adored So I'm pretty sure we were married in a past life. We have such a deep spiritual connection and yeah, he's like hidden a crystal in my backpack for me to find. Like that's the type of guy I want to be with that knows that I love crystals. And yeah, I would love to find a crystal in my backpack. So, and he's a medicine man healer as well. So we totally vibe and and get each other and yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So it
2: happened and Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about him.
0: You sounded and you look so happy on Instagram. Like I really like watching you see Oh like you're you you got a lot happier.
2: Oh thanks. Yeah. I I um like kind we've always had this connection and it's been way different than anybody I've ever met. It's felt very spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice that I was able to be friends with him first. He's in Portland. I'm in Seattle. So it's long distance right now. But Mm. it could be worse. It's only three hours. And I've just... For me, he is a very grounded, calming presence in my life because I'm always like up in the clouds, daydreaming all over the place. So when I'm around him, it's just like, oh, I kind of come back down to earth. Mm -hmm. And so even... Like, astrologically, our signs are super compatible. Myers-Briggs, compatible. Numerology, super... I mean, it's crazy. And I can feel that when we're together. You're in Aries, right? I'm in Aries, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remembered that.
2: I am. Oh, that's impressive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how. I'm bad with that stuff. I don't know why.
2: I know I am, too. Uh, Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate that. I'm super happy. And I... Totally feel like we are very deserving of each other. So it's it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and and you'll be looking yeah. some frogs soon.
2: I don't know about me, <laughs> but maybe him. That's <laughs> I'm so such cool a, though. As much as I work with the plants, I am still such a nervous like there's part of me that wants to control. And because I've never experienced that before, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna So yeah, I think my ego comes up saying I don't want to die, <laughs> so <laughs> not today. Uh, yeah, but who knows? I, I'll let you know if I end up doing it and what that experience is like for me.
0: yeah, you're young you have your whole life to lick a frog.
2: I have my whole life to get curious and lick a frog, you know so
0: yeah, Yolo
2: Yolo <laughs> another day though
0: <laughs> have you do you have any like book recommendations? I remember last time we exchanged uh, a bunch.
2: Right. I think the one that I'm still kind of, I don't know if I was actually reading this one when the last time we talked, but I'm almost done with it. It's called Meditation with Eternity by Eric Pepin. And it's the Modern Mystic's Guide to Gaining Unlimited Spiritual Energy, Accessing Higher Consciousness and Meditation Techniques for Spiritual Growth. It's, It's a good book. And it's this guy is from Portland, actually, which doesn't surprise,
3: surprise me. <laughs> of course. There's
2: a there's a big spiritual community in Portland, which is why I've spent so much time out there. And then um, so this is the one I'm reading right now. And then uh, I think the Keys of Enoch. I'm kind of trying to get into. But that is that's some deep, you know, I don't know if you've ever picked up a book that is so dense and so deep as far as spirituality and consciousness goes that it's hard to grasp. And um, then you,
0: yeah, like then, I read the autobiography of a Yogi.
2: Okay. So that's probably, yeah, it's probably that way. Mm-hmm. And then you, you put it down, you don't read it for a little while and then you pick it back up and it makes sense because you're like finally ready for it. You're like ready to accept that information.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's I, kind
2: I of what
0: you're saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there are a few books like that. Um,
0: There's a lot. There's a couple books I had to reread. Yes. Because I don't know. And
2: so. It's like rewatching
0: a movie too or a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Or a song, replaying a song.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that one book I really enjoy. And then, of course, I'm reading my yoga teacher training book, which I would be reading that all my time doing this just because it talks a lot about meditation and consciousness and the in a way that's super relatable, but I have to kind of read a little bit at a time because I really want it to sit with me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Otherwise I have a few books that I'm, I'm waiting to dig into, but I haven't allowed myself yet because I need to catch up with my, my homework, I
0: guess. Hey, so yeah, you got some work. My skills.
2: homework, I got some homework.
0: You're half done. Did you go to school? Did you go to college?
2: I went to school and I got a degree in fashion design.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Now I remember. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super useful right now. So. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty. <laughs> nice.
0: My friend, one yeah. of my friends, started just strictly buying um, thrift store clothes. What do you okay. Think? Yeah. I love
2: that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that's something... I'm really
2: good at it too. I'm so good at it.
0: Yeah, just yeah. Thr- What thrifting, finding what you need, and
2: yeah, and that I think that comes from my fashion background. I'm really intuitive, not just like oh, I'm intuitive, like spiritually, I'm intuitive. I've I've had some crazy things happen as far as intuition goes, almost psychic in a way. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's something I, everybody has that ability. You develop when you open up. Your third eye, and so I'm really intuitive, and I think that's why I am in social media and marketing because I know what people like, I know what people want, and I can say that very confidently. That's my ego. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. You go. Anytime we Uh, say
0: I this, I that, that's ego, right? No.
2: That is ego. We us. (laughs) Yes. Uh. So I am. Just super in tune with getting stuff from Goodwill and yeah, people want to buy it. So I'm, that's part of Hippie Supply. That's another extension of Hippie Supply that I want to look into is buying these things that are secondhand because it goes with my whole brand as well, helping the environment, being more mindful. So if we can, if I can do the searching and present it to people in a way that they could see themselves wearing great yeah. I will totally sell it and have a little shop
0: <laughs> yeah is that what your plan is
2: I am I am designing some shirts right now uh with a close friend and then I I am going to be doing some video I, I was last time I talked to you I was thinking about doing a podcast I don't know that I'm going to do that now mm-hmm. I think that video would be good for me since people want to see this yoga Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I'm working on, on some product stuff. Me and my guy might be making some incense from tree resin in the Pacific Northwest. Wow. And yeah. So just stuff like that. I'm just kind of doing what inspires me. And I, I think that's the best way to live. I think that's how you kind of fall into these magical million dollar ideas. I don't know, but (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you ever think about moving or traveling more? Yeah,
2: yes. So uh, I've I've been in this little passage of change, but in that I've also thought about, okay, I've been in Seattle for 11 years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for someone like me who I love different cultures. There's just this huge wanderlust part of me some people don't like to travel which amazes me when I meet people that say oh I'm okay staying here mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I might be going to Brazil in August to brew ayahuasca
3: Ooh. and
2: yeah I'll let you know if that ends up happening <laughs> we could talk about that uh, I've never done that before and then um there was a hot minute that I was thinking of moving to portland to be with nick but i think he might actually end up coming out here and just kind of see what happens but i can see myself being in portland because i have a big community out there
0: yeah well you guys or, have, you don't live by amazon anymore right you moved
2: uh yeah no amazon is still here
0: <laughs> oh you're still over there
2: i'm closer yeah oh I'm you're closer, closer to <laughs> i'm actually a lot closer i'm like 10 minutes away from amazon instead of a half hour but <laughs> yeah it's just Seattle's changed a lot mm-hmm. it's lost a little bit of its soul and but that's it's actually a really good thing so what I'm doing is really good so it'll help people connect deeper with themselves Portland's already super tapped into that mm-hmm. so you know it's I, good to go where it's needed
0: I didn't know Portland was that big on spirituality and
2: stuff yeah, like that. yeah that I mean that the skies book that I was telling you about things that I've been doing out there. They have a lot of meditation teachers out there. Um <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of woo-woo out there.
0: Woo-woo. I like that woo-woo. I'm gonna woo-woo. use
2: woo-woo. <laughs> or new age. Yeah. Very new age. A little bit of woo-woo. Uh otherwise who knows, maybe next year I'll sell all my shit and go travel for a year and just create content and do video because that is alive in me as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long I'll be in Seattle. It kind of just depends on how this year goes. I think this is a year where I kind of check in with my new path and new things that I'm interested in doing and see where it, it unfolds. Otherwise sell my shit. Go to Brazil, work with the medicine, go to India. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I see myself traveling, too.
2: To like lo- man.
0: long-term, but, like, short-term, just the U.S. Yeah. I want to just get, like, a VW bus or something. And oh, my God. And just make the back of it a podcast, like, station.
3: Yes.
2: And yeah. just
0: podcast people from the VW all over the country.
2: I I think that's genius.
0: How dope that's how that really be, right?
2: that is so dope. Yeah, you're right. such a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love
0: it. No one would notice. No one knows how hippie I am till like just looking at you're a at mo-
2: me. You're a modern hippie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely hippie supply. That's what material.
2: it is. You're hippie mm. supply material. Hashtag hippie supply. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's what hippie supply is to me. People see me on the street walking down with my Prada boots that I got from Nordstrom and like my hair all done and makeup, they would never ever think that I'm about to go to Brazil and brew Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <definitely laughs> that shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, people don't have that. It's just not the same anymore. We're not in the sixties. So it's going to look a little different, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We wash our hair. We, uh, we
2: wash our hair.
0: <laughs> we stay clean.
2: We, we don't, You know we have nice fluoride-free toothpaste that costs about twelve bucks.
0: And oh, I didn't even tell you like with the toothpaste, I had went to the dentist after you because I've been using it for like a year now since I went Uh vegan, and. Uh And I went to the dentist since then, and they were like, what did you do? Like, are you, like, using Listerine a lot? Are you flossing a lot? I'm like, I just, no, I don't floss, and I just use this new toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And I It's sh-
2: probably that uh, in being vegan.
0: Yeah, you think veganism helps the teeth? It must, right?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, right. And, and I showed them the toothpaste, and then I'm like, yeah, it's fluoride-free. And they're like, you're one of those, like. The den- no
3: yeah the,
0: the <laughs> dentist like they think that's it's just a conspiracy theory like fluoride's not bad for you it's good for you, you know?
2: okay flu- okay fluoride drinker
0: yeah fluoride drinker like, <laughs> You
2: fluoride drinker
0: yeah no because they're because, look, it's crazy how the system is. Like we're there, it is. Because they think they're doing the, – they genuinely think, like, they're doing the right thing, doctors, when they're prescribing, yeah. like, Oxycontin and stuff. Like, they're like, I'm helping this person. but It's
2: a pattern, right? It's a pattern and, yeah. And until they eat mushrooms, they wouldn't know any better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I don't even try and tell people to do it anymore. Like, I used to when I first – I was like, you got to – experience this, this. <laughs> yeah and then the more you tell people to do something the less they want to do it so like i don't it's true i just don't even try anymore unless they oh, a- ask me
2: i think that and people won't ask until they're ready anyways and i have had people i have sat down with so many different people i've had so many different people just i haven't talked to you in a really long time want to sit down and have coffee and ask me questions because they see something that I'm doing, right? Just similar to you. Mm -hmm. They see something, they Mm -hmm. see a light, they see you're doing something so unique and so different, but I don't know what it is. I need to sit down and talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I'll have people ask me questions. What are you doing? How are you doing this? Why are you so happy? (laughs)
3: And
2: then I'll tell them. And then it's sometimes like they'll ask because they want to hear something different. They want to hear something easy. Yeah. And I've I've had some people ask me the same question probably about five times.
0: Why are you so happy? <laughs>
2: how 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 do you how do you connect more with yourself? How do you get to know yourself better? How do you connect to your higher self? Meditate. Um,
0: right? Just things Wh- like
2: that. And you know what my answer always is.
0: What? Meditate. I just said that you didn't hear me say that.
2: No, you didn't say that.
0: Yes, I just when you re-listen to this, I said meditation. Like I'm
2: gonna listen. I'm gonna yeah. listen for that.
0: <laughs> An hour and forty minutes in.
2: Okay, meditate.
0: Yeah, I was like. Meditation. I
2: say meditate.
0: Yeah, that's and then, it. That's all there is. That's <laughs>
2: it's so it's that's it. One word. And meditate.
0: anyone, and then there's people that are like, "Nah, it didn't work for me." I'm like, "How? What didn't work? What did you think was gonna happen? Like you were gonna."
2: It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. I don't want to do it.
0: Yeah. Like, what do you mean? My shit is coming
2: up. I'm losing my
3: shit.
0: (laughs) That's literally it. That's why people who like take mushrooms, but to party, they don't want to deal with it. So they got to drown it out with like loud music and dancing. Yeah. They don't want to hear that noise.
2: (laughs) They don't want to hear that noise because you sit with yourself. And I actually just saw this documentary. I can't remember what it's called. It's a yoga documentary on. Netflix, and it's pretty new. It's like this famous photographer just had this amazing trip around the world. He had like some accident happen to him where he was kind of paralyzed in one of his hands, so he couldn't have the same career that he had before. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get interested in, in yoga. And so he went like into Nepal and India and all these super spiritual places and wanted to get to the root of like what yoga is. And it's being with yourself. There is this feeling of being home when you're with yourself the world is okay when you can just sit and be with yourself Mm -hmm. and you always have that capacity and capability to just come back to your home your safety net you your breath because we come in with our breath and we leave with our breath so to be able to connect with yourself in that way is super powerful but it's also really scary because your shit does come up like the stuff that you and I were talking about, being aware of these parts of us that want to react and it's uncomfortable to look at it and we judge it and then we like take that on as our identity. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've had people ask me the same, like almost as if they want to hear something different every time they ask.
0: Yeah. They want you to be like, I take this pill every morning. And like, I take oh, this pill. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, you take a vitamin H. I buy six? a
2: new pair of shoes every week. Yeah. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, like they want to hear like something that they could just easily apply and then boom, they yeah. got it. And what, yeah. what you're looking for, you have already.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever
0: you're looking for, you have.
2: Tons it. of Buddhist quotes, just Pinterest it. Answers are all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: I feel what you're saying about the yes. being alone with your thoughts and stuff. Like that was the hardest thing for me was like, because I don't know, maybe because Libra is we just love being be around people, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and we'd never really want to be alone. In, yeah, innate, I guess, nat- naturally. But now yeah. I just love being alone. After like I started, to, to oh my god, with the plant medicine, yeah. like, oh my god, like, I, I just,
2: uh, I am the coolest person I know. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, I y- I you myself. should feel
2: that way. You should feel like you, if you were stuck in an island with just you. You should have a fucking party with just you and yourself. I mean, it might get lonely, but to enjoy your company that much is such a gift.
0: Oh, yeah. We laugh because all the and, time. <laughs>
2: yeah, and you're not looking for something. Yeah, you light up all the time. Yes. and
0: No, laugh, laugh.
2: Oh, I thought you said light up. I was like, duh.
0: <laughs> well, that too. Um,
2: that too. But to be able to just be with yourself and be happy with yourself in the thoughts that come and go, even if they're negative or positive, you don't look for something outside of you to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is so another reason why I'm so like happy in this relationship that I've been, I've been in relationships in the past where I have always looked to that person to fill something in me that I couldn't give to myself. I wasn't even aware that I needed to give to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not in that place anymore. Sometimes I see see small things that kind of bubble up, but I acknowledge them and I don't let that take hold. I just work with it instead of letting that lead. So roll with it. Yeah. That that being with meditation, man. And that's why I'm obsessed with that. Like I love it so much because it is it doesn't cost anything. It's really easy. I mean, it is. If people can get behind the idea that it's a practice, Mm -hmm. just like anything else, it's a practice. It's a practice to eat well. It's a practice to go to the gym. It's a practice to take care of your mind. And it's a practice to take care of your soul. So to sit with yourself is a practice.
0: Yeah, and you got to get used to it. Yeah, you got to get used to it. At at first, it's going to be weird or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I had like an instant breakthrough when I just di- I took like a like a heroic dose, I guess, of sh- mushrooms. And, uh, <laughs>
2: heroic. I don't even know how much that is. That sounds like a lot. Uh,
0: that's what Terrence McKenna calls it. It's like four grams.
2: Okay. Good
0: and, for you. <laughs> yeah, and four and a half. I don't know what it was because I. There's over here we have these chocolate bars that are mushrooms mm. and. Uh, Apparently, the whole bar is equal to, like, three-eighths. So I ate the whole thing, like, by myself on a a Sunday. And, uh, yeah. Church. Church day. Exactly. It was, like, 16 (laughs) 16 hours of church. and uh, Basically. And therapy, literally. And that that, that was, like, something that just changed my whole world. And then you you can't unknow after that.
3: You can't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we totally can't. And what they say in DMT Spirit Molecule, everybody said it was the most spiritual, life-changing experience I've ever had.
0: Yeah. And we have DMT in us. Like when you die, it's released. Yeah. Right?
2: That's why it's so strange that we make it illegal to use natural forms of accessing that. It's bizarre.
3: Yeah. And in, other,
2: like in Brazil, it is weird that it is not okay and frowned upon to be able to do that and have access to that
0: yeah same, same with cannabis we same with weed yeah. like you're used to it you're in seattle like you, you guys have it out mm-hmm. there but he, like we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies like
3: mm-hmm.
0: that's all depleted because we're not allowed to smoke it
2: yeah
0: or ingest yeah it, whatever and it's literally yeah. a part of your body <laughs> we can't we can't
2: and whatever. and the same for mushrooms like you can't go out and forage and animals do it. Animals will go eat mushrooms because they, certain ones, will, will use it to trip.
0: Yeah, the mushroom ape theory, you know.
2: Yep, people, exactly, people, the people, mushroom ape theory.
0: People think we came from them and just a, some ape, some, a bunch of apes just ate a bunch of mushrooms and then they uh, gained consciousness like us. Or,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Now we're going into some deep shit.
0: I know, I know. And we're two yeah. hours in. It's yeah. M- it's midnight for me. I got to wake up.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I got to go do adult stuff, so. <laughs> oh,
0: you got adulting to do?
2: I got I got an adulting to do. It's really hard, you know. <laughs> yeah, all
0: right. Go get your adulting yeah. done. Um, I know. Do you have anything else you want to say that you feel like you need to get out?
2: Uh, no. No. I don't have anything else to say. You're vented. I, yeah. But thank you again for having me on your amazing podcast. I wish you so much growth in this project that you're doing. And it's it's good. It's really nice that you're doing this. And um, it's cool to hear other people's experiences and stories. And life is just so diverse. So it's it's really fascinating when you get to hear other people's stories.
0: Yeah, exactly what I'm here. It's endless yeah. guests. There's I can have every person. On, on you have you
2: can you know? have. <laughs> that's what's so cool. It's not this like you have to be special or have this or that.
3: Yeah.
2: People get to relate and listen to other people's experiences, and there's this this oneness that you're creating on your podcast, and I think it's really cool. So I really honor you for doing that.
0: Hey! Thank you, thank you. I yeah. enjoy what you're doing as well. You're thanks. you're doing your part. You're helping, and you're happy, and mm. you're. I like how you share your happiness. And, and then hey,
2: oh, thanks. I try. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it.
3: Yeah. So thank th- you. Thank
0: you for coming back. Um, yeah, an hour and forty minutes in. I said meditation. Watch that.
3: Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Alright, thank you, Tiffany. Alright, thanks. Do people Have a good call night? People call you Tiff. Oh.
2: People call me Tiff. Right. Tiff is cool. All yeah. Right.
0: All right, bet. Tiff, right. I'll see you.
2: <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, that was Tiff. Another deep one. We tend to go deep here. It's fun. Like why not? What are you what are you going to stay in the surface? Why not go a little deeper? Oh, I'm going hard now. I got five podcasts recording this week. I'm going to be overwhelmed with editing I'm putting it out there most likely ready to get overwhelmed. All right, it's 1230. I'm going to dip weekly sit down. Fans, I guess, listeners, thank you for listening. Here's a song that I feel is fitting for this episode. And I don't know what it is right now, but I'm damn sure it's fitting. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: Oh, Manna, my Mahalo for the Pai in a time when a culture could die. You take away the water, our precious bye oh man mana, mahalo for the In a time when the people could cry, cause they're abusing the aina, a ole malama. So let's not feed I hunger with greed It's time we plant the seed And remember true Hawaii Kanaka Maoli Don't let it die Don't say that we didn't try To break on through the lies I look into the inside a guide Gaidae like a pelu in the sea, a school we must be. Planting kalo to feed our family, singing our songs to help each other along. Keikiokaaina, stand strong. talk about sustainability but most of this land is leased to companies who could care less about the people and the land they grow upon just becomes a chemical farm they're doing harm and what have these companies done for us anyway most of the food they grow just gets sent away Another place Then they say it to our face If we didn't have them We'd starve in just a few days Well, our way We are here to make our stand today And it knows a lot of people out there Who feel the same way Don't let them trick you the are out to deceive But everyone's entitled To what they believe So I'll be chanting My i Mahalo for the pai In the time when we look through the lies Stared them in the eyes And told them that this truth wears no disguise And like Opelou in the sea A school we must be Planting Kahlo To feed our family Singing our song to help each other along, keikiokaina, stand strong, stand strong, like opelu in the sea, a school we must be planting kalo to feed our family, singing our song, to help each other along. aina stand strong, keikiokaina, keiki aina that's strong.